Welcome back, fine townsfolk, to another episode of Random Encounters. I am your host, Nick. I'm Matt. And we are here to pull a random monster from a random monster manual. We have no real news this week other than head on over to our Instagram, subscribe or follow or whatever it is you do on Instagram. Insta, my gram, please. And we're going to jump right into this week. This week, Matt has the monster manual in hand. It is 3.5's monster manual number two. And we are on what page, Matt? We are on page 30. Okay. So it's got to be low in the alphabet. So I'm guessing, is this one I'm going to be able to guess? You may be able to get this one. Okay. Yeah. All right, so give I'm going to try. Me. I'm going to do the best I can to uh, not, you know, slip the name in there. Flavor text wise, this creature is the spirit of a strong willed, selfish individual of a humanoid race. Because of its rage at the loss of its own life. Banshee. Oh, well, there you go. <laughs> wow. That's it. Yeah. The rage. It was the rage. That's the, the rage. Yep. Um, it delights in bringing death to any living creature it encounters. This creature appears as a translucent image of the form it held in life. Mm-hmm. With the passage of time, the Banshee's image tends to become blurred and, and indistinct, though the creature remains recognizable as a humanoid. Hmm. The very presence of a Banshee creates a pall over the landscape. Mm-hmm. Its ability to stunt the growth of plants combined with its deadly whale eventually reduces the surrounding territory to blasted heath and wasteland. Hmm. Largely for this reason, many cultures consider a sudden blight upon the land to be an omen of death. A Banshee speaks a language that it knew in life. So any humanoid creature... Yep. You never think of like Banshee other than maybe human or elven or elf, something you know? like that. Yeah. But could be a halfling, a teeny tiny Banshee. Absolutely. Or would a... A gnome that only dogs can hear? <laughs> Just really high. Yeah. <laughs> Just a blight on the Banshees yeah. or on the dogs. No, like a, a dragonborn. Oh, yeah. You know? Is an ogre humanoid, right? Yeah. An ogre Banshee. Yeah. How cool. That is weird. Yeah. But, a, but an ogre... It's just always angry. True. So is is it is there any more anger? Is there enough anger that it hasn't used in its life to turn it into a banshee? That's a very good point. I think it, it it's because that's what it is. Is like they're so angry about their death yeah. specifically. Well, and also the thing that that I cling to on this one is it's the spirit of a strong-willed selfish selfish individual mm. so that that to me says it has to have a little bit of intelligence maybe sure. so, so that would kind of rule an ogre out yeah probably but, yeah you know something sinister along the lines of even an orc to sure. a certain degree yeah you know you can i can see that being a, a thing for sure yeah that yeah that that is my first thought about about the banshee is is Whenever anything, and I think we've talked about this before, something undead most likely is is it's a humanoid of this. Oh, uh, it was the illithid. The illithid yeah. takes any humanoid creature, but you never see a teeny tiny illithid. So yep. do they not just not like dwarf? They just dwarf brains don't taste good. It, that could be. Yeah. I mean, so yeah, that the, the option of seeing a different a different race variety of something that was transformed. True. Uh, it, all, it just always intrigues me. Absolutely. Really cool. Especially when you come from my neck of the woods in comic books and mm. you see Banshee and all you think is just an Irish guy. With an angry with Irish kind of guy. like 
not it's not even a cape it's just it's the 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 weird the parasail wings weird hand not capes. yeah <laughs> yeah weird hand capes and a high collar that was his calling card yeah well, yeah. that, that was the the nineties. Oh yeah, he's not even around anymore, is he? I like, honestly Winslow? don't know. Yeah, I think he is. Really, to some degree, I think they cycle through him eventually. Yeah, yeah. I I really like the just the idea of the banshee being almost an omnipresent blight on on the land. You know, we talked about dragons and things of that nature kind of taking over yeah having layers exactly yeah and this is just just hanging there yeah over everything yeah this was like this was layers before layers were a thing this exactly. is this i mean this is three five this is 30 30 years ago almost i think oh, one was three five probably 90s yeah, so 20 25 or so but yeah the the idea of something being so sinister or having putting out such an energy yep to affect its its environment and that's that's really a a boon to the dm is like oh this thing doesn't need to be in the middle of town but people can still know what the heck's going on exactly. or know something is going on like that's beautiful yeah that's beautiful you can have a a, a a village who's been kind of terrorized by this thing without them being like refugees in a different village. It's, it's, you're almost there. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. The, just kind of the folklore and mm -hmm. just really kind of superstitious nature of this mm -hmm. kind of, of creature is, I like that a lot. It's, yeah. it's got just enough, of a almost a real worldy type build to it where you sure you don't have to worry about fantastical creatures or something along mm -hmm. those lines this is it's a humanoid figure it could very well be a, just a human mm -hmm. and more than that it's a feeling yeah it's for all intents and purposes it's just an angry ghost yeah you know yeah. and and it's it's easy to it's easy to dismiss something like the owl bear or or even the dragon like that's in this fantasy world but as soon as you get in like this is that venn diagram of like our yep. our world that we live in and 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 all the stories and ghost stories and all of that and then you go to D&D &D to escape life but there's still a little bleed over exactly because everyone who creates D&D &D is a human and has that that input from from source material or or culture or something like that so you're gonna see those things and and every now and then it is really cool yeah. it's really cool to see that i guess for lack of a better term a little more down to earth of an of a of a monster yeah you know that that is more recognizable and what makes it cool as a dm is being able to use almost a real world type conflict or situation mm -hmm to bring that like obviously in the real world a banshee is not what is causing this this blight on yeah. the environment or this famine or something along yeah. those lines but people have been hungry people have if they have not experienced that kind of thing themselves they've seen images i mean sure. sally struthers late night tv all the time yeah 
for the price of a cup of coffee a day. Exactly. Yeah. Coffee's expensive, though. <laughs> That's right, yeah. Um, for the price of a bottle of water a day. Yeah. So being able to use that and almost play upon someone's mm. innate feeling of, okay, I've I've been hungry before. I've, you know, I felt like the world was terrible and, and you know, my world is coming to an end or something along those lines. Yeah. As opposed to, well, there's a dragon. I've never been on fire, but. Uh, right. Yeah. I've never fought something the size of my house. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. That's a really good point, too, is. Is that aspect of relatability, relatability, playing more to the humanity of your character instead of everyone just being a superhero. Exactly. You know? Exactly. And that's why the Watchmen was such a big thing is because it made it's one of the first times we saw humans in yep. that super role, you know. Exactly. So it does appeal. There is an appeal there and there is there is a there is an avenue for it. And it, it's all the all the better and all the more effective and all the easier if your players are really big into the RP and really oh, yeah. big into their characters and 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 living in that that character sure in that game in the process you know For sure considering the fact that this has a challenge rating of 17 you would imagine Whoa, yeah wow i wasn't expecting that yeah you would imagine that by the time they get to this point if you're not dumbing it down for earlier in the campaign yeah. like they are really invested in their character you would hope and, so yeah you know that that kind of thing should come a little bit easier at that point in the uh, in the game. Yeah, that's that's really true. And 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 how and I, I it might be a little bit of a challenge just on the DM's part that this is a seventeen. So they've seen a lot of stuff at this point. Oh sure. They and they fought a lot of a lot of absurd stuff, for lack of a better term. You know, the crazier, the wackier stuff. True. So throwing something like this at seventeen. You can't rely on the monster to do the work. True. Like, the monster is the vehicle for... The feeling. The feeling, the experience here, yeah. I think. I would say so. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's... Uh, I don't know if it is necessarily more than a random encounter with a banshee. Yeah. But it's one of those cool, almost palate cleanser type sure. ones where you fought a a green dragon and mm -hmm. you fought a, an owl bear and you fought yeah. all these weird creatures many of which we've covered on this podcast sure, so yeah. far and then you come across something that is you're not really fighting this creature as much as you're fighting this this bleakness inside of you yeah the idea it represents exactly yeah. which Depending on the the party and the the people that are playing with you, mm. it could be really cool or it could be a total train wreck. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a bit of a tightrope on yeah. this one. I didn't even realize thinking about it. They've really got to buy in. Yeah, yeah. Otherwise, it'll just be a boring session. Yeah, which would be very unfortunate. Yeah. Um, okay, let's kill the banshee. Yeah. Right. Right. The idea of it being a one shot I mean I could only see it really in a campaign like a necromancer based campaign sure to to be more than just a one shot I'm oh saying. yeah yeah 
just as as you i imagine a necrom a necromancer a very powerful necromancer or lich's castle a lot like the the banshee's lair effect kind of thing the it leeches out so there's sure. there's death along the way and it's just something that you encounter on your way up or they're strategically placed as guards yep you know something like that yeah definitely if you wanted to use it as part of a bigger campaign they are good minions but higher higher tiered minions yeah oh they're say. they're a challenge you for know. sure but they're they're but they're also not they're not top of the food chain. Yeah. They're, yeah, yeah, they're yeah. definitely taking their orders from someone else in that mm-hmm. regard. Yeah. Um, if you were to use them that way, and if you were going to go the single one-shot, as you said, route with it, it it's going to be one of those you're, you're on your way from point A to point B. Yeah. And point A, point five yeah, is right. this town right. with this this problem. A, a random encounter. Exactly. Yeah. And you could you could choose to leave you could choose to let sure them, yeah them do their thing yeah. and move on to whatever it is that you're going towards or you can take this challenge on and i think the coolest part of this challenge is not just maybe defeating the banshee or driving it away or whatever it mm-hmm. is it is almost reinstilling hope in a community yeah where you're you're doing a, a decent amount of rp to bring these people back around mm-hmm. so that they can basically restart what they had going before this banshee moved in or however it, it, right, yeah. the origin is. Yeah, it's it's a lot like we discussed this on an episode that ended up not getting recorded, womp womp, but we'll use it now. The It's a lot like those episodes in Serenity yeah, where they would just end up on a random planet, yep. fix a random thing, or the Mandalorian pieces – episode that could fall anywhere in 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 the the yeah. canon as long as all the characters have met one another they're there they solve a problem they go away nothing has been added to the story but everybody leaves feeling happy yep it's just a little bottle episode yeah it's that that single contained issue of the comic book where yeah right something happens mm-hmm. Doesn't really add too much, except you get to learn a little bit more about your character. Exactly. Yeah, character growth, and that's it. Yep. Yeah. 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 What? Uh. Anything? Is there anything in there that would make the combat? Like, say, say DM doesn't try to make it more the experience. Sure. And the DM just for some reason decides to throw a banshee at its at its party. Yeah. What's combat going to look like with this thing? Combat is going to be tough. Um, really? One of the things that it... Uh, For a party of 17s. Well, one of the uh, the first abilities, I guess you could say, is uh, called Charisma Drain. So an individual oh. struck by a banshee must make a fortitude save DC 26 or permanently lose 1d4 <laughs> points of charisma or 2d4 points on a critical hit. Oh, my God. 3-5 was so... Brutal, so unforgiving. Yeah. Permanently change your stats. You need to change everything connected to your charisma. At 17, Bye. no less. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the Banshee oh, heals God. five points of damage whenever it drains charisma, gaining any excess as temporary hit points. I mean, the, the gaining hit points is not that big because it's only five, but I mean, that's 
That is brutal. And correct me if I'm wrong. You're you're if you if any of your stats drop to zero, you're you're done. You're right? done. Yeah, exactly. Even if it's charisma, which I think we've had this discussion before, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Yeah, for you it's... to die when your charisma's at zero, but. Die or become incapacitated because I believe like intelligence, oh, wisdom. Okay, you are you're like you're comatose. For lack sure, of a that term. makes sense. Yeah, yeah. But to to completely because your charisma. What's your charisma going to be at seventeen? Like you you're never going to get in the high twenties or anything, right? Oh God, no. So your hit points at seventeen are going to be probably over a hundred. But yep. if this thing hits you and takes. Would you say two d four? It's one. Well, it's one d four. one d four. Two d four on a crit. So, so you're you're two or three crits away from being completely out of the combat. Yeah, probably completely out of the adventure. What's your tank do here in this? That's a good point. Just we'll just hope he has a high enough AC that he doesn't get hit. I imagine, right? I I, I got to imagine that's it. Yeah, yeah, because your charisma based characters are what like your bard. Your bard, or your sorcerer, sork was or is in five e. I don't re, I don't remember specific. I didn't play any casters yeah. in three five. So, so it's regardless. It's backline. Yeah, your slingers. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So yeah. you're not going to be the guy up front with the banshee is not going to be the highest in charisma. Yeah, is what we're saying. That being said, he's not. He doesn't rely on charisma. True. So it's not so bad. No, it's not so bad. But if but, but he has a smaller pool to pull from. Exactly. Yeah. We're talking about draining this thing off because regardless of whether you have 150 hit points or 17 hit yeah. points, you have 12 points of charisma. And heaven forbid your your barbarian decided to, to make uh, charisma his dump stat. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. God, imagine if that was – imagine if it was your dump stat and it stayed your dump stat and you had like eight yeah. points of charisma. Why would you put into that? And one – Critical hit, <laughs> hit. Yeah. and somehow, some way, oh on that stupid pyramid die, you get two fours. So one hit, you're done. You're out of the combat. I could see that happening. That yeah. is a table flipping. At yeah. 17, that is a table flip. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. That is that is a perfect example of 3-5, though. Yeah. Of... of, of Attacks being done to your stats of having to pay XP of just relentless. Oh, yeah. And I, I, at times I do miss it. But given the amount of time that I have in my life <laughs> right now with a three-year-old, I'm okay not having to do that much more work than 5e makes me do. And it's very little. 5e was having, having, a, having 3-5 be my my gateway gateway and be my it's the the bottom of a house what's that called foundation foundation thank you having three five be the foundation of my D D, and then building up to four which was we don't talk about four and then going into five like it was so easy for me to pick up five at True. that point i find it interesting that you have three five that came out you know late 90s ish mm-hmm. And now when we're getting more plugged in and you're getting apps, you get like roll 20 and all that, that will do the 3-5 stuff yeah. for you. Yeah. Now you're on a 5e where yeah. it's – you don't need to. Well, they started they, – they had they had a version of D&D Beyond for, 
for four E originally. Yeah. And actually, uh, you you saw the the art book for D and D. They had they had like a little CD ROM for D and D way back when. Um, but four E that that app was super useful because there were it, it was a lot like three five where there were so many different options for yep. races and classes and particularly abilities because everybody had abilities that were essentially spells and you could choose all sorts even as a barbarian you could choose all sorts so it was nice to have it all in one spot you it just walked you through the process you you click a couple of buttons and that's it and you can still do that with with dnd beyond now but i mean at this point with it being so simple 5e i can i can do it all in my head you know oh yeah absolutely and this this really helps for the the pathfinder people basically oh sure that are playing you know pathfinder first edition and you get you lose say four points of charisma all you have to do is click it down click it down and it will you know adjust every stat that needs to be changed so you're not sitting there for five minutes holding up everybody else's turn yeah while you're doing math yeah and that's that's another thing about D beyond is you can you can actively have your your digital sheet in front of you and make yeah. your changes and stuff. That's nice. Yeah, definitely. I, I wonder if there is anything for Pathfinder. Do you know? They're, they definitely like presently. use... Presently. Um, I don't know if they have their own specific, but they they heavily rely on like Roll20 and stuff like that to... But for... To, to build characters? Oh, yeah. Oh, really? Build characters, character oh, sheets, no all that. Yeah. You can upload... Um, Say you're doing a specific adventure path or something along those lines, you can upload that. Oh, all right, into right, it okay, as well. So, but if, if you want to build a, a character from scratch, does it have all of that source material? Oh yeah, everything. Really? Yeah. Oh no. Now I want to go in and build something just for fun. But is it like D and D Beyond where you have to have like purchased the? I believe you have books? to have a subscription or something oh, to okay. roll twenty. Okay. At least to do, and okay. then if you wanted, say you were running the the mummy's mask campaign or something mm. you would buy that sure that adventure path you know book one or whatever and you get gives all you the all stuff. The, the little tokens and the maps exactly, and everything exactly Man, that's great how that's, far that's it's great. come from yeah. grip paper on uh you know on a kitchen table somewhere i i don't like playing like via skype yep it just it's it defeats the purpose for me but I have to say, for those people who can stand it, like it, it what an amazing resource! It's Absolutely. so cool, and I know a lot of the features are free too. Yep. Like if you have your own homebrew, you can just do your own stuff on there for sure. And yeah, yeah, especially given the difficulty of finding a group to yeah. do it. Yeah, exactly. You know, yeah. you can go on a message board or a mm-hmm. Reddit or whatever it is, mm-hmm. and find you know four or five other people that are willing to start a campaign. And voila, you're there from five corners of the of the world. Exactly, and, yeah. exactly. Yeah. You know, considering how long it took for us to, you know, how long it took, and the fact that it took you moving back to <laughs> yeah. New York State for us to get this thing, thing yeah. going in our own homebrew for campaign. four hours back upstate. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah. It 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 is it is a great great resource. And uh, maybe if that if if a party is all that is holding you back from playing a game, look into it. You know, absolutely. Like, yeah. like I'm I'm I was very spoiled with my introduction to D and D, so anything below that is very difficult for me sure. to, to stomach. Um, I had some amazing DMs 
amazing. We were all English and drama majors, so it was well. That's it. You went kind you, of yeah. You found it right in college, like a lot of people did. Yeah, it's it's not fair that I was so spoiled, but yeah, um, I know. I went to comic book college, and we still didn't play. So yeah, that's shocking. That is, it's weird. <laughs> Looking back on it, I was like, what? Wait, what happened? Why? Why? Why did this yeah. not happen? Yeah. Back to the banshee. Back Anything to the banshee. else? Oh yeah. This the banshee is loaded with stuff. It has horrific appearance. Sure. Any living creature within sixty feet that views a banshee must make a successful DC twenty six fort save, or permanently permanently lose one d four points of strength, one d four points of dex, and one d four points of con. Oh my god! A creature that successfully saves against this effect cannot be affected by the banshees. The same banshees horrific appearance for twenty four hours. Okay. So it's only one. Yes. But that being said, you could get hit with that three times and fail every time. Absolutely. <laughs> um, okay. So Also, your tank is just boned in this fight. You lose. Period. Yeah. What is, what's Fortitude based on? Fortitude was a save that was con. Was it's it your con? con save, yeah. So, okay. So, here we go. The Banshee's 60 feet away. Uh-huh. You fail. Uh-huh. The Banshee flies up. Now your fort save is lower. Yeah, because you lost con. So, your yeah. charisma drain. Oh, my God. This is a... This is ridiculous. Yeah. I'm... I'm... I'm genuinely impressed. Horrified. But impressed. This is like major end boss level. <laughs> it's bad. Terror. Well, here. I mean, you three five was only up to twenty. Oh no, I think I think they did release a supplement or two to go higher. But it, that was like that was literally called like epic level end yeah. game stuff. So yeah, this is vicious. During the night, a banshee can loose a deadly whale. This is a separate separate ability. This attack can slay. Up to 18 living creatures within a 30-foot spread centered on the Banshee or within a 60-foot cone extending from the Banshee at the creature's option. A successful DC 26 fort save negates the effect. Once a Banshee wails, it must wait 1d4 rounds before it can do so again, and it can wail no more than three times per day. So so with with three... Three, you roll th- a one three times on a d4. You're yeah. doing that every other round. Yes. Three times. Three times. That's three to, different fort saves. To wipe out this party. Yeah. And it doesn't say if they saved on this, they won't be affected again. They... It does not, no. <laughs> and it's just straight up kill? It doesn't give it any information? It says slay. <laughs> slay up, it to, says up slay. to 18 living creatures. Oh so you better hope that there are... 19 other people in front of you for this to to destroy. Up to 18, so that's 54. It could kill 54 people in three rounds. Yeah. <laughs> that is oh ridiculous. God. I'm... I'm just tickled. Just, I, this wow. will teach your party to post a guard. Hopefully by 17, they're posting a guard when they sleep anyway. But, yeah, like, all, yeah. th- all this thing has to do is just mosey on up and scream. Not even mosey. It's 60 feet away. Oh, oh that's true. Right. Oh, no, but it's a 60-foot It's a 60-foot cone. cone or a 30-foot aura. Okay. So 
Okay, so it has to be like we'll say within thirty feet, but that's still within thirty feet. Yeah, like that's crazy. Yeah. Does this thing fly or walk? Um, it. I believe it flies. Of course, yes, it does. Eighty foot. Eighty foot. Yeah. Eighty foot fly speed. Oh my god. And it's parentheses good. I I believe that's better than good. That's pretty good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> This is worse than a Tarrasque. Yeah. The Tarrasque just negates magic damage. That's really it. You just And it's just gigantic. And it's, it's just it, it's yeah, just gigantic. This is uh its wow. attack is incorporeal touch plus sixteen melee. Uh-huh. Damage for incorporeal touch one D eight plus one D four charisma drain. That's oh it's the no, it's one D eight damage yes. plus the one D four. Yes. One D eight, that's tiny though. It is tiny. But that's the one D four is what you're worried about because your Absolutely. charisma is not gonna be I, I like have we to discussed imagine earlier. It's because it's basically an incorporeal creature. It's sure. not gonna hurt that sure. much. It's it gives you a little chill. Yep. Yeah. It's it is ridiculous. What is the what do you think the, the logic is behind a charisma drain? Why wouldn't it be like a con? If it's phys- like physically hitting you, that is a that's a very good point. What um, what aspect of charisma there are they? I would imagine they it thinking about fear. Oh, and like hopelessness, kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, like with charisma, you got you imagine like a bard or a jester or something yeah. along those lines, happy, bouncing, whatever. Mm-hmm. You drain that charisma, and they're not going outside. Yeah, they are depression. Yeah, they are. You know, in the fetal position, in a shower, crying. Yeah, you know, banshee affective disorder. Yeah, eating. You know, tubs of ice cream. Right. Wow. This is okay. A, yeah. Does it have any weaknesses? Because you. Walks on a beach. Hearing the, hearing hearing this this insane setup makes me think if your DM is throwing this at you, for it to be at all fair, you you want to prepare them ahead oh, yeah. of time. Somehow. Whether it's they, they do research to find it out or or somebody survived and knows, something like that. I don't see any weaknesses here. Any resistances or, or no. in immunities? Nothing? Nothing. Is that a even it did has, they even do that with three five? Maybe they didn't. I don't know. It and it also has undead traits, of course. Okay. So that means so, no mind effects. But no poison, no sleep, paralysis, etc. Turn undead. You got a level seventeen cleric. That's a pretty right. potent spell. Yeah. That's a good point. That's the saving grace is you better have a cleric in here. Well, what what kind of save is a turn on dead? I think it's a I don't want to say I think it's a wisdom oh. to be honest. Or is it just an auto? Turn on dead. You better hope it's a fort save because that's the that's a fairly low one for the banshee. If it's a will save, it's got a plus 19. Oh jeez. <laughs> yeah. Good clerics and paladins and some neutral clerics channel positivity, blah, blah, blah. Does not provoke an attack of opportunity. That's good. You don't want to attack opportunity from this thing. No, it'll drain all your charisma. Um, the first thing you do is roll a turning check to see how powerful an undead creature you can turn. This is okay. a charisma check. 
So you better do that quick. A D20 plus your charisma mod. A cleric within five, with five or more ranks in knowledge religion gets a plus two bonus on turning checks against undead. Okay. The table down there gives you the hit dice of the most powerful undead you can affect relative to your level. Which is the CR? Or No, how many hit dice they have. Oh, there we go. Sorry. Two, 26 D12. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> so if you're... That can't be right. I, I've never quite understood hit dice. Yeah. But because if your turning check is a 22 or higher, that's the high... Like, that's yeah. it doesn't go any higher than that. 22 or higher is your cleric's level plus four. So 17, 18, 19, 20, 21. Only 21 hit dice, and this has a 26. You can't yeah, turn it. you can't. This thing is... I guess that, that did make sense. I guess. This is just broken. Terrible. Yeah. Turning on... They flee for 10 rounds. If they cannot flee, they cower. If you have twice as many levels or more as the undead have hit dice, you destroy well, that'll never happen. No. That's if you come across a weenie batch of skeletons or something. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then you just go ham. Yep. That's the kind of thing that you just hand wave. You don't even yeah. play that. Yeah. You, 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 you don't even touch your your um, your, your, your focus. On that. Yeah. yeah. That's... Wowza. Okay. So I was very confident with that statement, and I have been proven wrong. So this is the kind of thing where you come across the... Come across the village, mm-hmm. kind of figure out what's going on. That first night, you realize somehow, some way, that it's a banshee. Whether you hear the wail in the distance, mm-hmm. maybe it's not within sixty feet. Sure. And then you pack your stuff and you get out. Yeah, if you know, I don't see any way that this is going to end well. This is, and this is the kind of thing that you're. If you have like a necromancer or a, a lich or something at the end, like, right? This isn't the end fight. Yeah. My gosh, I I I don't want to say I'm confident because I was really confident about the about the cleric, but I'm pretty comfortable saying that there are enough prestige classes and like everybody's in their prestige class by seventeen. I, sure. I would think. Sure. At that point. So there's enough variety and in all of the prestige, the countless prestige like levels and all that, that there's got to be a really good party makeup to fight this thing. I would love to see that. And I'm upset because I'm going to be spending all day tomorrow trying to figure that out. Yeah. Well, the other thing is, even if you have a, a your level 17, level 18, you're probably not going to be a level 18 paladin or a level 18 cleric you're most likely gonna multi-class in there somewhere or i mean prestige so you're so you're you're pinpointing your focus yeah you know so which means you could be even more potent you know maybe there is a prestige that that buffs up your your turn on dead true that's that's a good point i never looked into the prestige for for those guys it was always like rogue stuff when i looked into it so, yeah, I do think there is a decent party. It's got to be someone, maybe like a monk, who does holy damage but doesn't rely on charisma 
they don't have a good AC. Well, no, I but I think they do have good AC. By 17, they have like a stone skin and, and all that stuff. True. And God um, knows what you actually, like what items you have that can that's true. bump that stuff that's up. That's true. Too. Magic magic items, by that point, they should have a, a fair amount. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, this one's... This is one where if you're the DM, you this is your your A story, and if they decide that they just want to bypass it, you just be ready to let them go. Because right. it's do not railroad your party into no. a banshee God, fight. No. no, that's that's railroading them into a wall. Yeah. But, Especially if it's just a random encounter. But I would be damn proud to say that I threw a banshee at my party and they, they took they took it down. Absolutely. Like, I would be so proud of that party. Especially n- knowing what we know now about espe- the 3-5 Banshee. I mean, it may well, exactly, be a little yeah. bit different in, in 5e. Yeah. But And I'd like to see a 5e Banshee and just compare and contrast. The different two. iterations. Yeah, I think but, they must have one. Um, I, it, There's no way it's that brutal. There's no way. It can't be. There's it's, nothing that brutal in 5e. It's ridiculous. Nothing at all. Banshee 5e. Boom. Let's take a look. Did we do a Banshee in 5e? Yeah, so we definitely didn't. We haven't done a Banshee before, but let's take a look. They are a challenge rating of four oh, okay. in, in 5e, so that's very different. They can detect life up to five miles away, anything that isn't undead or a construct, and yeah, they this, know their general direction. This one does too. Okay. They have incorporeal movement, which they can move through other creatures and objects as if it were difficult terrain. It takes five... Uh, it takes a D10 of force damage if it ends a turn inside an object. Corrupting touch is a plus four to hit with 3D6 plus two necrotic damage. Horrifying visage... Each non-dead on creature within 60 feet of the Banshee that can see her must succeed on a DC 13 wisdom saving throw or be frightened for one minute. That is, that's it. Wow. And the, and the whale once per day. Uh, let's see. The Banshee releases a mournful whale provided that she isn't in sunlight. This yeah. whale has no effect on constructs and undead. All other creatures within 30 feet of her that can hear her must make a DC 13 constitution saving throw. On a failure, a creature drops to zero hit points. Okay. On a success, a creature takes 3d6 psychic damage. So that is the closest thing that we have right there. Yeah, the horrific visage and horrific appearance. You went from, was it frightened? Yeah, frightened to to, to charisma damage. No. Or no, the other way around. Strength Dex and con <laughs> yeah. damage. Oh my god! Let's see what. That's uh, that's crazy. Point five. I want to see specifically what three slay to slay something means. Oh, good point. It could just mean bring it down to zero. Hit yeah, that's a good point. You can slay any one living creature. You must succeed on a melee touch attack to touch the subject, and it can avoid death. With such a with a successful fortitude, so maybe it is just taking it out. Okay, so it's almost it's incapacitating it. It's dropping it to zero. Okay, maybe maybe that's what it is. Maybe, but given the 
just brutal nature of the rest of this, I would not be surprised if it is good night, Irene. Yeah, it's... If anyone knows actually what slay means yep. in 3.5, please let us know. I am super curious. Because in 3.5, to die, die, you had to go to negative your, your hit, hit point, point value. Yes. So would that have to be the same thing for charisma? That's, you know, if, That's a very good point. I'm I don't know. Sure. But those aren't hit points. They're stats. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Moral yeah. of the story, the Banshee is really, really yes. cool and nasty. It's it's like how you respect a shark yep. as being like a, a an amazing machine designed to kill things. You you treat it, you take a wide path around the shark, around a you know, a banshee. Mm-hmm. You know, if you see a bear out in the wilderness, you don't walk past the bear. You yeah. just you take the long way. It is. It is clearly a predator of yes. sorts. Is that now? Does it say the ban? Does the banshee like go and actively kill things, or is it anything in its footprint? It just doesn't. It it won't stand a living thing being near it. Kind of thing. It's. It is filled with hate, but it generally looks like it has a a territory. Okay, and if you're foolish enough to get. To go in its territory, it will kill you. Okay. So. Uh, so it's not like it's moving from village to village. You know, if 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 it sets up its territory, you know, if it's killed near a village yeah. and comes back, like, sorry, bummer for you guys, but I I don't have a high charisma, so <laughs> I got to get out of here. Basically, yeah. Yeah. That's, that's it. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I like this thing. Yeah, it is. It. I wasn't too sure. I thought it would it was a really cool monster, especially mm-hmm. something that we have seen before. Mm-hmm. Um you know, folklore or otherwise, but just reading more of it and especially the way the the 35 banshee has been laid out mm-hmm. is a terrifying creature. Yeah, it could have it could very easily have been pretty Hokey. gosh darn boring. Yeah, kind of like what 5e did with it. Yeah. Yeah, standard, out of the box, what you'd expect. Just an angry ghost. Just kind of an angry ghost with a fear effect. Yeah, exactly. And the whale, the whale's kind of cool to drop, to, like imagine doing that to your party and like two of your people don't didn't succeed and they just drop. Yeah. That's or, cool. That's a cool effect. Or all of them. Or all of them How ridiculous that would that be? Yeah. Especially that early because you're only looking at a fourth level on the... That's right, yeah. On that, but... So, Nick, one out of ten pea-soaked pants <laughs> what would you give the banshee um all of the all, of all of those 10 there's at least a little pea in there soaked oh, yeah. however i would give this a six or a even a seven yeah just because of how ba really is oh yeah i think if you if if you knocked 10 levels off of it and took like two of its things away it would be a six or even a five but i i gotta say this is like a seven yeah just because i'm so impressed with how nasty this is sure yeah it doesn't lend a whole lot to its own real campaign or story or anything like that yeah i mean that's you probably the one could. weakness to it oh i suppose but it would <sighs> but there's not there's not a lot of you have to There's get... not a lot of volition behind it. Yeah. So what is 
what's the overarching story behind this thing? Especially because this is 17. Like, you have to get through a lot of work to get there. So mm-hmm. what is the inciting incident for this that gets you to that point? And that that's what I find to be to make it more difficult than just a sidebar random encounter. The I just came up with it. The only cool thing that I could see happening is if this is if this was a PC that you've been dealing with for the last like 15 levels and then she went missing. Somehow working into the story, you know. Okay. And she she comes back and you have to take care of her. That's okay. Out of out of obligation, no less, just because she would not want to be a, a, a raging spirit. And something you did oh, caused got her, her killed? death. Oh, yeah. She didn't want to go fight the dragon. She's been banging her drum against it forever. Yeah. And she was angry the entire way there. Mm-hmm. And she was on the front line when the fire came down. And all of a sudden, now you have to go back to the the scorch marks, and you hear yeah. the scream. Assuming nobody has a was it resurrect? No, it wouldn't. It would be um, reincarnation. I believe it would be the only way to to bring her back. It says a banshee cannot be raised, and resurrection works only if it is willing. Well, there you go. Yeah. So if she comes back, well, I'm thinking like in the moment, if, if, in, oh, in the in moment, fight, yes, yes, if, yes. Yeah. But if they want to try to like come back and rescue her and they come back or like come back and resurrect her and then she's a zombie or a, a banshee. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That would be cool. Okay. I like that idea. That's got a decent build up. Mm-hmm. And one of those things that's out of left field because you don't. You're you're not gonna see that one coming. Yeah, especially if there's nothing else undead in this campaign. Correct. In this in this story yeah. arc, it's yeah. a fairly simple, quote unquote, simple. You know, dragon fight, dungeon yeah. delve. You know, you've been going for 17 levels of you know forests and castles and dungeons and whatnot. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, it's a it's an undead banshee fight, and yeah, that would work a lot of cool flavor in there too. You would definitely. The thing she dies against would have to be something that you you ensure they cannot revive her. Oh sure. And then you 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 kill this PC that you've been running for the last fifteen levels just for this. That is so beautifully manipulative. Yeah. I love that so much. And it's I've not met a party that I've DM'd for that hasn't fallen in love with a handful of my PCs. Yeah. So you make her really quirky and fun. Yep. <sighs> yeah. And you, you know, have it's... 17 levels to do it and you make yeah. her, even if she comes in halfway through, whatever, but you you make her almost indispensable to the morale of the party. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So they're, they're destroyed when she dies the first oh, time. Oh, sure, yeah. They feel that. And hit. then they have to old yeller the heck out of her <laughs> at the end. Yes. Oh, man. I, I'm very happy about the seven now. With that, that hook? Yeah. Seven. She's a seven that's for sure. Cool. That's a really cool. That's a that's an interesting hook 
period. Whether you yeah. use it for a banshee or not, that mm-hmm. is a really cool hook to play that really long game mm-hmm. with with your party. Yeah, you're invested. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and somehow you make it work despite all the little tangents that your party is guaranteed to. Oh, absolutely. To bring you on. Yeah, but yeah, but oh, but if that's part of the story, in your head anyway, you yep. know, if that's part of the story, it's going to happen. Yep. Yeah, you'll <sighs> get there. Oh. All right, I like so that good. a lot. So good. Banshee is awesome. That story hook is really cool. Yeah. All right. I think that that's a good place to end it this week. Yep. Thank sh- you so much for listening. Yeah. Make sure uh-huh. to write to us in about 10 years once your party gets that far. Yes. Please tell us tell us when you pull that on your party. Absolutely. I want to hear those stories. Yeah. Um, yeah. Ooh. Okay. I, I need to weep into my tea. Uh, that's it for us this week. Please, please do the thing. Rate and review. Let us know what you want to, what monsters you want to see, et cetera, et cetera. You've heard the spiel before. We will be back next week with another random monster from a random monster manual. Thanks so much for listening. 